right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage. No Barstool boys in the building. Dave and Dante have gone MIA. No surprise there. But we have the real musicians here to talk about real musician things. Looking as handsome as ever. We got Darth Vader down here. Johnny, how are you, buddy? Good. What's going on, man? This is the first time you don't look like you usually wear glasses or you're ominous. You're very kind of nonchalant right now. Yeah, I'm. You're in a bad mood. Yeah, you're you in high school when like it was finals week and the girls got into their like outfits because they're like so busy studying. I don't know if it was the yeah, same yeah, year yeah. of school. They always be like, in my year, it was always a uh, like plaid like pajama pants slippers uh-huh. and like they all had a fucking look like oh i'm so fucking busy hey that's where i'm I... from that's actually like a nice outfit to go out in pajama yeah. pants like cookie <laughs> monster a... pajama pants yeah that's what i'm doing now because winter's starting here it's not bad but it's just like i'm in winter mode can you i say like... that can i say about these goddamn young kids <laughs> uh, <laughs> i don't know i was talking to my wife about this the other day because like i live near a high school and you'll see them walking down the street and all this shit they're all in pajama pants you know (laughs) they're in fucking crocs and all that shit and i'm like is that the style is that is that the vibe because i remember like outfits used to be an important thing in fucking high school and blah blah blah. maybe the most important thing in high school and i was like are they just trying to be cozy like i don't give a shit or is that like yo those are sick pjs bro if you were in school for both if you were in school for two years that was fully remote where they like during covid they probably got used to like not having to dress up and then yeah. started going back to school and they're like i'm just sticking with the pjs yeah dude Swag. i mean look far be, be it for me to criticize anyone's fashion sense because i <laughs> i have close to none but the crocs i uh i don't know if i can ever get behind them because do you know the story behind that movie idiocracy yes uh about crocs yep it's it's so amazing i mean the short story for anyone that doesn't know it is that mike judge was looking for some like outfit like part of the outfit for these people in the future who are, have become like completely stupid because of inbreeding and all this shit and there was this little company at the time that offered him to use crocs so all the fucking idiots in the future in this dystopian future of his movie are all wearing crocs yeah. and this is like before crocs were a thing and then now they're like super fashionable can it's I one of the you, best movies of all time can i tell you something you're wrong have you ever put your fucking little piggies into nope. a crock, dude? Nope. I'm telling you, because listen, listen, let me let me explain this, right? I was against them, fully against them. Had a friend swearing by them. Sarah and I both bought them. Fucking incredible. I swim with them. I do yard work with them. I play music with them. I play drums in them. I go run. Because you could do two wheels. Yeah, but you're not going out on a you're not going out for your date night with Sarah wearing nobody's those. saying that you need to go. I'm just saying No, but that's what I'm saying. Like as functional shoes, I've never I haven't worn them, so I'm sure they're you know do what they're meant to do. Name but another that shoe. is a it's a fashion now because Listen like, here, I mean, the crocs stay on during sex. All right. Name <laughs> another shoe that has two wheel and four wheel drive. Facts dude. Sport <laughs> mode. Sport mode baby get them trucking. Can we bring I, back Heelys? Have you seen those croc cowboy boots? Yes, on. they're sick. They're so the cra- sick. They're the black cowboy, cowboy boots, and they come with spurs. The cowboy boots. About this, yeah, no. fucking cowboy boots on. There you go. Does it work uh, when I share my screen for podcast reasons? Does it like? Does it actually work? Let's see. Yeah. Cowboy Crocs, Johnny. I'm telling you. Know, hey, here's the thing. You live in fucking Texas, right? This is high fashion where you're from. Tell me these things. Wait, so while no. you do this, while you do this, can you in another tab go to like YouTube or something or Spotify and search cowboy boots 
uh, Dirty Texans. Oh, that's my favorite song, dude. It is sick. I'm not even going to lie. So, Just so we idea. can listen to that while we look at yeah, these exact, crocs. That's exactly my idea. Check this out. You ready? All right. I hope you guys can hear this. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. You weren't wearing these while you made the song? We should have been. No. I don't know why. Send this to the interns. This is content gold. Going to the club. club. <laughs> oh, this is the best podcast on earth. God damn. We, do have, we actually do have things to talk about. We're coming off of, of the biggest day of the year every year. It's Spotify Wraps Day was yesterday. We get hit with that terrible alert that everybody's going to be posting their Spotify rap. And I want to point something out. And I have a theory. I think a lot of these artists that are posting their Spotify rap stats are hitting the Photoshop. I don't think there is a single way that a lot of my friends in bands are putting up the stats that they're talking about. I think some people are hitting Canva and they're juking those stats a little bit. You're trying to, I know you motherfucker. I know why not, man. The whole thing's a fucking joke with it's all a sham. Yeah. Billion streams and you get $4 out of it. Like, I I just want to say that I have a rant to go on about this because every year it comes around and it's a way for us musicians to show off our popularity, which is fine. I'm all about doing that. But when you actually stop to think about it, here's my conspiracy. It's literally the best marketing for Spotify. Yeah. And they get every artist, which is pretty much everyone now, because everyone's a fucking musician. Yep. And they're just like, here's some stats, you little uh, like worker. Host yep. them and advertise for us. And we're still going to pay you fuck all. I did see Apple Music did the kind of their version that people were posting about today. Yeah, it kind of those numbers are crazy. I don't know that I don't believe it because... I mean, now when they're at, what, 100,000 songs uploaded a day, like, who knows about numbers anymore? But, like, it's fucking crazy some of these bands that are getting some of these numbers, man. I just don't believe them. I don't believe them. A lot of them well, I don't believe. Yeah, I mean, look, I it, that would not surprise me if a lot of bands were just messing with them because it's it's all a popularity contest and fine, oh, whatever, who cares? But the more the numbers that are more worrying to me is when you look at, like, our our numbers went up this year, like not huge, but like we had some some growth in some areas. So our streams were up. The actual income we saw is down. <laughs> so it's like the way they're working it in terms of now that there's 120,000 songs coming out every day, it, it as that keeps going up, the value of the song keeps going fucking down. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you're growing. Like you have to be, it's like inflation. You have to be Thanks a lot, Biden. Yeah. yeah. Thanks a lot, Obama. Isn't there a new thing with Spotify coming out in 2024 that's going to demonetize even more? Well, it's, the one they are yeah. trying to fix one thing, which is that if you're putting out like, here's the sound of rain, you know, like for mm-hmm. 10 minutes, they're changing the amount of time that those kind of noise soundtracks have to be played to count as a full stream. So that's kind of good because you've got these you know bot farms what's the negative wasn't there a real negative thing that they're also no, trying the, to do? the one thing that they're trying to do is that they're saying that they're not going to monetize songs to get less than a thousand plays okay what's the difference there that i don't even think that's a bad thing who gives a fuck no, hold on let's what are you do, making like 14 cents let's do the math let's do thousand that's like streams 30 cents right or no, no so what? it's like 0. 0.003 no no for a, a stream is 0. 0.003 so a thousand so that's three bucks. To the artist complaining and saying that this is like fascist and like Spotify's evil, 
It's three dollars, dude. Get your streams so, up. What are we doing? Sorry, here? Collins, say again if if the artist overall gets less than a thousand streams or if the track gets less than a thousand streams. The track streams. gets less than a thousand streams. Well, there goes my fucking thing because I was gonna put out I was gonna pull a Drake and put out ten thousand tracks <laughs> at three dollars. That's that's not bad if you could put out ten thousand tracks, which with AI you could. So yeah, like this is the problem with uh the digital world is if things are free, like email, for instance, yep. it becomes ninety-nine percent spam. That like that's how it happens. So you do have to put some kind of monetary like thing to stop bots from running everything. You know what I mean? Like if you made it more expensive to upload music, that would have an effect. Obviously, it yeah. would be kind of punitive to people that can't afford to upload it. But there is a balance because at, it, someone's getting fucked on one end. You know, dude. Uh, all I'm saying is like there's a lot of things to be mad about. You're getting a thousand plays, dude. You're not cracking the bank regardless. Yeah, honestly, like, not, yeah, I'm not mad about that at all. You know what I mean? Like, what did you think was going to fucking happen? All I'm saying is, the one thing, Johnny, this kind of goes hand in hand with your point, though, is I have noticed something, you know, as things are free, they, I, this is the side point. As things become free, they become less important in a way. Yeah. I'm, I was looking at Spotify Wrapped, and I was looking at what I listened to last year. I don't care about music the same way that I used to. I really don't like even I'm starting to feel like music's more of a commodity. Like it's just there. Like even good shit that comes out, I don't get hit the same way. I feel I kind of feel the same in a slightly different way of where like almost all my shit is all old shit. Yes. I mean, like it's all it's all old stuff. And also I can tell you having children, they've been fucking up my YouTube algorithm. They've been fucking up my (laughs) Spotify algorithm. Like Mm -hmm. Why is Miss Rachel on my top five? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you, you saw the I sent my top five that I listened to on Apple Music, and it was literally it just probably looked like foreign characters. I don't know me. what that is. Yeah. I don't know yeah, what any it, of that it was. Just, experimental Japanese jazz. <laughs> no, yeah, it's all like Greek music or Ethiopian music, but it's like it's all old stuff. And it's not to say there's not good stuff coming out, but that just the deluge of it makes it impossible to listen to. Danny recently has been. He he found my dad has an old 35 millimeter camera, like an actual really nice dude, Nikon. That thing is sick. The photos he's been putting out. I've yeah, have you seen them? It's dude, like I, I told Danny, I'm like, every band in the world needs to take note, like do something cool. Those photos are so sick. Dude, they're so much better. And I hate when shit that's more inconvenient is better and you have to admit it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's so much better. It's got and you life. look at them. There's life yeah. to it. There's so much life to those photos. I, I told Danny that those photos are incredible. Well, real quick, let's go over our own personal top five Spotify raps before we get into like kind of the global trends. Kenny, who was your top five Spotify rap this year? Um, I deleted my my things, but uh, I was proud. My number one and number two, Outcast Beastie Boys. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's that's pretty. You know what's funny? I saw a meme that was like white girls being like, "Oh my god, my Spotify rap is so accurate." Yeah, no fucking shit. It's data. You still- yeah, it's, it's literally data. Uh, Kenny, anyway, I have yours pulled up um, here. Outcast was one, Beastie was two. I think Drain, that hardcore band I fell in love with, uh, was number three. Uh, I forgot who number four was. Sublime but was number four. Sublime was number four. Uh, you know what? Because Sublime, like, I fell off Sublime for like 10, 15 years, or whatever. Once yeah. I got real back into playing games, playing games with some Sublime, that's my vibe. And then uh, somehow Turnstile got in there. But it's because I discovered Turnstile for the first time this year. And then I went way back into because I didn't know they were like a ten year old, twelve year old band. 
Oh yeah, all those Will Yip records from the those early years. Records. I was texting my buddy. I sent my buddy a song yesterday, and I was like, "This guitar tone sounds like somebody's shitting out of their own throat. Like it's crazy good." It's yeah, like- <laughs> those those early records are done by a friend of ours, Will Yip, at uh, Studio Four in Philadelphia. Anyway, that's yeah. So I, I, those are mine. Uh, I have Dante's here. Uh, let me pull up Dante's. Dante's wasn't bad actually. I have Dante's. Dante's was here. pretty bad. Well, it's Dante. What do you expect? Hold on. I have Dante's here. I know I do. Somewhere. I mean, I can go through mine first if you want me to. Go for Dante's it. Dante's is like the definition of like a good boy. <laughs> yeah, very, very good boyish. Very good boy. Oh, I've got it here. Here. Fred again. Yes. Every lot Chris, of people had Fred again. Chris, yeah, Chris Stapleton. Yep. Okay. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Purple Disco Machine. Cool. Tyler Child- Childers. Childers, yeah. I mean, Childers. Dante's is good. It's okay. Yeah. It's all it's right. not bad. It's not it's nothing. It, it, what I could have pictured for Dante could have been a lot worse. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, overall, I think he did a pretty good job. Good <laughs> listening habits for the past year. I'm not. I'm not even going into yours, dude. Yours, dude. Is, I'll tell. I'll tell you who's photoshopping stuff is people that have embarrassing top fives, but they yeah. want to appear like they're cool, so they put like the cool new punk band or what on there. But you know, they're listening to Maroon Five. I think it's wrong if you Photoshop yours personally. No, I, I agree. Do. All right, yeah, real quick, let me pull let me pull mine up real quick. All right, so for my top this year, uh, we had number one, Kanye West. You know, it's been a rough year for Kanye, but I'm not gonna let the cancel mob get to me. Number two, Michelle Obama went really hard on the becoming I can't audiobook. Dante's wasn't Michelle Obama. <laughs> Unbelievable. Great year for Michelle Obama. Number three, we had the Hobbit, the Desolation of Smaug soundtrack. I don't know, dude. I was on Wait, some is shit. Is this real? <laughs> I was just on some shit. Number four, we had Van Hagar, not Van Halen, strictly Sammy Hagar, Van Halen. Fuck David Lee Roth. And number five, we had uh, Jack Harlow. Yo, I the- gotta say, you've confused the fuck out of the algorithms with this one. <laughs> yeah, hundred like, percent. Like, this is being studied by uh, like the top AI minds in the world. They're like, we found one. This person doesn't meet any normal requirements of human taste. Yo, no, that was guys, that was photo, that was photoshopped. Obviously, did you, guys, <laughs> did you guys see that Jack Harlow halftime shit? <laughs> yeah, yeah we talked we about it on the last one. I didn't see much of it, but oh my it didn't, God. I love the Wait. meme now that is of um. What's the other, not Joe Pesci, but the other robber in Home Alone? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack Harlow, and it's on his shirt. It says Jack Harlow, it's his face. Wait, Johnny, did you really think I had the Hobbit the Desolate, Desolation of Smog soundtrack on there? <laughs> Dude, I don't know with you, Colin. I'm not, like, you got me. Uh, you totally tricked me because I don't fucking know with you. Oh, man. <laughs> Putting Kanye first was like a nice little... Yeah. Nice little, like, yeah, that makes it real. <laughs> I thought of Michelle Obama's second would be a good way to differentiate that wasn't real. Can um, we talk about uh, the like an industry aspect to these wrapped things? Because it is interesting as an artist to see the stats that they give you. And what the one I find like most useful and interesting for me, and that I'm trying to understand how to use in a way, is they show you who you like, how many people you're the top artist yes. for and then top five and top 10 and those numbers for us are like they're pretty big and it's pretty crazy to think that there's this many thousand people where they you are their number one artist yeah and if you could somehow this is the this is the problem with that it's like it's a great stat you're like okay we've got this many people that are like our fucking they will buy anything they will come to every show we do how the fuck do i reach those people 
Right. That's that's next to impossible. And what would be nice is if Spotify is not going to pay you anything or close to anything, it'd be nice if they shared some of that information or gave you the ability to communicate with your fucking fans a little bit more. I'm not talking about spamming them. They can have restrictions, but just say you can message once a month your top uh, 15% fans or whatever. Yeah. And just let them know, hey, we got a new album. We're playing a show in your fucking city. Like it's obviously that's where they're making their real money beyond the subscriptions is paying for people to pay for that advertising information. But it's kind of fucked. You know, it's funny. I was just you're talking about touring and like reaching fans and stuff like that. I actually had a really weird phone call with a friend of mine named Scarlett. Uh, she runs a really great podcast about hip hop and fallout boy and kind of a crossover. It's a it's cool. Scarlett's the best. And uh, she was saying she lives by a. A thousand cap room in Philadelphia. It's like our home, our home base. Basically, it's called Underground Arts. Thousand cap room, played, great I've spot. Played there. So, we were talking about mid-sized touring not existing anymore. Like really, like it's 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 really tough for mid-sized or small acts to tour with everything that's going on. And she said, "Dude, I've noticed this recently. Outside of Underground Arts, where it used to be sprinters and vans, it's now tour buses because people had to size down venues." Right after the pandemic, and I was like, "Wow, that's a really crazy thought." Like, there's tour buses outside of underground arts because bands that were playing bigger spots or like hopping on other tours now have to size down and play mid-sized yeah. to small venues. It's nuts, man. It really is. Just by well, the way, underground arts is the filthiest venue I've ever played. Yeah, it's the best. It's fun. It. It's a nice venue, but it's like, like not just like, oh, this is a kind of grungy uh, venue, like filthy. Is that the place that has like two venues attached? Yes. To it? It does. It has the black box and then the main room. Yeah, That's where we got our bus back after the accident in Canada. And we finally met back up and the bus was there. Wait, with, I was there? Yeah. On the the winter tour we did. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, man. That's my, that's my little home. Wait, that's the Philly place. Yeah, it do you remember it was fucking, it looks like a fucking I, I was I did yoga. Shelter. Yes, it does look like a bomb shelter. It's like exactly what it looks like. Ukraine. It I did yoga because I'm that kind of uh independent artist. Weird. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of gross from like doing all that. I'm gonna go have a shower. I walked to the shower, I turned right around because it was that fucking disgusting. Yeah, I remember and you that know what you get bad. used to on tour. So hey, like the threshold's pretty fucking. I've showered dark. in that I've showered in that bathroom before. It's not that maybe bad. it was before we were there. It's that's where Colton filthy. that's where Colton met his girl, and they're still together to this day. Dude, Underground I've said it before. Love. You want to get married, go on tour with Congress. We're like uh if, Good luck, if, Chuck. Colton, if Colton marries that girl, yeah, we're gonna be three for three. Who's wow. the other one? Mo. Mo got married to a girl he met in Philly, friend of uh the radio yep. there. And then uh, our old merch guy met a girl in Estonia and married her. I went to his fucking wedding and they're still together. No way. Shout nice out Estonian to girl. Shouts out to Estonia, dude. Uh, <laughs> real quick, let's go over the top 10 artists globally for Spotify raps. Now, what I think this is is the artists that were on the most Spotify raps are like the most listened to artists. I don't know what it is, but it, these, these are the top 10 artists globally for Spotify rap. Number one, Taylor Swift. No surprise. Number two, Bad Bunny. I still can't get into him. I'm I trying. I've never heard a Bad Bunny song once. Yeah, Good. you have. Dude, I, if you ever, if you ever yeah, look it's up like his, inescapable. If you ever look up his lyrics, they're fucking hilarious because I don't speak Spanish, so I don't know what he's saying. So I'm just kind of grooving to it. The horniest lyrics of all time. This dude's unbelievable. Um, number three, The Weeknd. I'm still always shocked with how big The Weeknd is globally. Like, I'm still shocked by how many streams he gets. Because to me, it's okay. Like, it's no, it's but, not... A, but see, The Weeknd is fucking music. Yes, agreed. 
that's you put, that, put the weekend on and you vibe and that's the, the the night kind of thing you know it is but it's also like creepy fucking music like you know what i mean like it's not it's not this is not like normal date night stuff this is wild stuff uh number four drake thought drake would be higher really did think drake would be higher um being that he was on literally everybody's top five that i saw uh number five peso pluma once again i i'm not gonna act like i'm not a liar i'll never act like i know who that like whose music that is i don't i don't know i I, (laughs) there's so many global artists on here it makes me realize how dumb i am because i don't know them do you know what i'm talking about um number six fide feed f-e-i-d i don't know who that is never heard of him never heard of him genuinely don't know uh number seven travis scott i know travis scott he had a big album this year it's okay not surprising me that he's uh that high up number eight SZA. i love SZA. had a big album this year probably gonna win a bunch of grammys she's the most nominated artist at the grammys this year so shouts out SZA. number nine carol g i've seen that name a million times don't know the music. Does anybody know Carol G? I haven't heard of any of these. I, I feel like I've seen it somewhere. Is this what? bad that we are the music podcast and we don't know who these people Dude, are? Dude, there's 120,000 songs a day. We'd have to be a bot to like know what's actually going on. You got to pick what you actually like and you can't like. I can't. I can't pretend to care. Yes. Yeah. I yeah. don't know what else to say. Like, I just can't. Pretend. It is interesting, to, though, to say that you're, there are these artists that are globally doing big because there was, was a time, and it kind of probably fluctuates, but where you go look at, like, a top 100 in a country, and it was basically the same as the American. Yeah. And it was it was always cool. If you went to Japan or Germany often, like, their top 100 was actually different. They had a lot of local artists on there. And that's kind of cool to see because there's something not nice about everything being the same. Because then, as that culture, as that music starts to filter into those cultures, then it all just starts sounding the same. It's even starting to happen in South Africa now, where a lot of the stuff coming out of South Africa sounds like they've been listening to fucking Drake, and it's like I yeah. don't want to hear that. I want to hear the shit you're doing. Yeah, it must be sick to go to Germany and David Hasselhoff and Ninety Nine Lost Loof Balloons have been on the charts for the last forty years. Uh, can I say too? Because um, I sent my the thread a video uh, this week and. Um, so we always talk about how rock and roll is dying, and it yep. is for sure, and it's changed. To a point. But every once in a while, you find one. And this one's yep. not even a new one. This one's been around, and they've been on the podcast. But fucking Iron Tom has been opening up for oh, yeah. Chili Peppers on their South American tour. The videos have been insane. The fucking shows are insane. And that video that they posted the other day, yesterday, was, was Fire. uplifting in the way of, like, rock and fucking roll, dude. That You want to know where it is? There well, is. yeah, South America. Yeah, Dude, like South America is one of the most rock-friendly places ever. Just watch, like Zach was fucking just soloing and doing hammer-ons while the drummers are doing random shit. And the crowds, ah, you're like rock and fucking roll. It's so good. Yeah, that video is sick, and they are an awesome band. But that was the worst interview in the history of the podcast. Oh, of course, <laughs> that was the worst interview <laughs> the in the history. They're of the, the worst podcast. people. You know what I mean? But but goddamn, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Oh, just a doubt. quick point on what you're saying about you know going on about this rock and roll is dead and you know that sort of thing if you drive around austin and you flip through the channels your likelihood of hearing a guitar is like infinitely higher than any city i've ever been in it's quite interesting yeah but like the, the, all the americana stuff that's happening right now is acoustic guitar driven it's not electric guitar driven it's acoustic guitar. No, i mean driven. even electric like I, yeah i know i take your point but there's a lot of electric guitar still happening here and on like uh, KUTX, which is the uh, KCRW of Austin, right. like the public 
music only channel and they're playing yeah. a lot of like rock and rock influenced shit it's cool they played some foxtrot in the past we they met at a that new foxtrot song yeah that's just we're shooting some video stuff for it tonight actually i'm pretty excited i'm excited to hear what my buddy does with the mix if he beats mine then we're stoked hey fine by that <laughs> yeah. um can i ask you guys what do you think the top song globally this year was for spotify wrapped it's that one with selena gomez no it is a lady. Hmm. Um, Don't say Taylor Swift. She has a famous dad. Oh, it's Miley Cyrus. It's Miley Cyrus. It's Flowers by Miley Cyrus, oh. which is a, it's wow. a good, inoffensive song. It's you No, know, you know what? Flowers was, that record was the first good record she's put out in a couple records, so. Uh, somehow Harry Styles is still on here for As It Was, which was like the big song last year. He shaved his head. Yeah, forgot about that. Yeah, he hard launched his uh, head shave. Um, and then... Taylor Swift is on here like four times. Taylor Swift is on here three times for albums. It was Taylor Swift's year. We can't we can't deny that. All what I know is Taylor Swift's year. That's a fact. Uh, I did have the Desolation of Smaug soundtrack on my top five. So my actual top five was actually Kanye number one. Uh, it was Ryan Bingham number two, which I'm very proud of. Got into that this year. Uh, it was Drake number four. My band was number five. Stream my own music. What's up, dude? Number five. Uh, and then number oh, Jason Isbell was on there. So I there's my dichotomy. It's rap and it's fucking Americana right now. That's where I am. So I still think Isbell was the best record. Of the, you know what? I'm actually gonna stop because coming up in the next two weeks, we need to do our year-end awards. We need to go through the best of 2024. I already have some people that I've reached out to to come on and have different like different uh music uh column panelists. I don't know. Different people within that like podcast Twitter sphere of music. I have a couple of people coming on to be able to give out awards and shit like that. Um, but we do have to do. It wasn't a great year. Let's not act like it was. I mean, yeah, I, it was okay. We got, new, we got a new Blink record that was like that was cool, just because that's what it was, not necessarily how good it was. But yeah, I don't know. I I I can't wait to do the Grammy live stream. I really do hope we get to do that out of the new Barstool Chicago office. I want to wear tuxedos. I want to go in there, pour champagne, have butlers. That would be sick. That would be. Hey, can we it. not? Can we not be typical, like our uh, group? And if we're going to actually do that, can we organize it at least three to four hours before I have to fucking well, yeah. book tickets well, to well, go what to we'll, What we'll do is we'll set it, and then Dave and Dante just won't show up. It'll be That's great. Fine. Let's just do it in L.A. or Austin. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> fine by me. I don't care. I don't care. How many how many weeks in a row can we do this? Johnny's got the spot to do it. You know what I mean? That looks all nice and shit. I know, no, but there Colin, is... Colin doesn't want to come to Austin, dude. I do want to come to He's Austin. He's afraid no of real cowboys. He's too MAGA to go to Austin. No. <laughs> not. I might just... No, my problem is if I go to Austin, there's these real cowboys and they're handsome and they smell good. I'm like, kiss them. I don't know what I'm going to do, dude. I'm a new dad. I need to be careful. I Austin's mean, I'm a kid. not like that. Austin's like the Portland of Texas. No. I like Austin. I've been to Austin a couple times. I like Austin. It's fine. Whatever. It's like the Portland of Texas. Why the fuck do I want to go there? Well, yeah, just, it's not you know, you're not you're not wrong. It's like Portland if it wasn't filled with miserable people that. No, are my not thing nice. is that it, it's not cowboys wearing Stetson cologne and fucking brimmed hats. You know what I mean? The hottest thing I've ever heard. Uh, the only other thing I ever wanted, I, the only thing I wanted to talk about was Young Thug's trial is starting. It's a big deal. There's a lot of famous rappers tied up in this, the YSL case versus the state of Georgia. And I had a good laugh the other day because Young Thug's attorneys are having to explain 
to the judge what these lyrics because they're trying to cite lyrics in the trial to say like oh he said this about this this is what that means and it's making me laugh because young thug has some of the weirdest lyrics of all time and i really want like a nice courtroom video of the the judge having to like listen to this conversation like could you imagine if you're the attorney and the judge is like i'm, I'm looking through mr jeffrey's lyrics here and can you please explain to me what i look as good as your dad on a friday means and how this relates to the case like nothing would make me la- or how about this one I can't even repeat this out loud. My mother-in-law's in the other room. <laughs> it says, I fucked her, then washed off my dick with the curtains inside of the Phantom. Please tell me, what does this mean in context to the case? Okay, so by dick, I meant the impoverished. And by yes, obviously. Curtain, I meant <laughs> And <laughs> This is a weird thing, though, to be including an artist's like art as part of evidence. It's It's kind of like a difficult question to figure out whether that's okay or not like from a moral legal standpoint because where do you draw the line like i mean if you you know that every hollywood script writer you could be like you wrote here about like rape murder and genocide yeah. uh, it's just here that mr williams said she's sucking put me in a coma i nut on that fish on my sofa right so not what does that relate back so to not the on fish, fish actually means your congressmen and representatives and yes <laughs> yes Push a b c d e f bitch you know i'm that g obviously means yeah it means like good person good person yes g yeah. is in good right. Pushing Push p obviously means positivity oh, right. <laughs> i just it's, this whole thing it, is a joke it says here kenny sale yeah. What does that mean? Okay, yeah. so sale is like when a store needs to get rid of excess inventory. <laughs> yeah. They put it yes. at a lower cost. M- Mr. Carkeet, it says here the lyrics repeat sale 47 times. What yeah. does sale mean? Okay, so oh, it's an it's an acronym, obviously, for like save all indigenous lions. That's can what it's saying. Can I tell you a funny little side story <laughs> of why the lyric is sale? Um, I can remember Aaron telling me when he was writing those, he was like, uh, this song makes me feel like I'm a fucking pirate at the front of a ship. <laughs> that's like, oh, it actually <laughs> means something. That's where he goes, sail. Yeah. Hold on. You need to like actually hear what his his lawyer actually tried this because they were like citing, like, oh, your name is Young Thug. What does that mean? Like, and they actually said it was an anagram and it stands for oh my god, I need to find this. It's so funny. The humble underdog. Under God. That's what it means. It's so sick, dude. Jesus Christ. We live in a fucking clown society. I love this shit. Um, All right. Let's let's go into the interview with uh, American Authors. God, what a way to follow that. Let's go in the interview with American Authors, then come out, and we'll uh, we'll do on the list, off the list, and get out of here. Uh, So this is Dave and Dante live from Wish Fest with American Authors. We're live. We're live at Wish Fest 2023. We're with the American authors. Thank yeah. you guys for being a part of this. Um, paying it forward. Um, so I had a question right off the bat uh, to kind of break the ice, but you guys started taking care of that. Now, I came into the end of this story, so oh, let's yeah. start from the right. top. Okay. Everybody seems super like, whoa, how could that have happened? So what so are we talking about story? here? Okay. So wait, what, <laughs> so sorry. What's your name again? Yeah. Okay, so Jenna. Jenna. Who is... What, maybe she's just a random person. No, she's she's there. She works with Wes She's our PA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenna, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so I'll start. Let's just keep Jenna in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so in the middle of the summer this year, 
One day I met a dude at a recording studio. He was there, chilling, whatever. Talked for a little bit, no big deal. In the midst of meeting, he's like, dude, I go to the public pool and I go off the high dive every morning. And I'm like, that sounds right up my alley. He's, I'm like, when are you going? He's like, I'm going tomorrow. And I'm like, cool, I'll meet you there. Never met this guy, just had a little conversation. So the next morning at like 9 a.m. or something, I met this random dude, his name's JP, at the high dive at the public pool. And we kind of did that all summer, and now we're very close friends. We randomly ran into each other at the Minneapolis airport. We yep. drank for hours. Yeah, no, he's yeah. just a great Wait, how guy. do you just run into someone at, like, a random airport? Trust me. Fly over city. Dude, I think he might have planned it. I think he might have, like, flown to meet me. I don't know, dude, but you, it was you seen the Instagram account with you. Yeah. yeah, I've seen Do it. Do you two jump together? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, point, so, the way that this, so what this has to do with Jenna, his girlfriend, Jill, is Jenna's sister. Oh. Small world. So that's small the small world. world. So this yeah. random dude yeah, that yeah, I yeah. met once, and then we became these diving buddies together. Yeah. You know, He texted me yesterday, and he's like, dude, you're going to be Jill's sister. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's cool. I, I got to say, like, outsider's perspective, this is very suspicious. It's not Yo, suspicious. It's I don't even huge red flag. Suspect. Huge red flag. I don't even think this is that good of a story. It's like, dude. <laughs> I, I didn't think it was either, but. Yeah. But no, all the way he First off, yeah, like, what do you think? How many people do you think high dive in the in the world? Not 1%, many. One percent of the population. It's us. Not even. No. And you, I think you start as like little kids, and you work your way up to what'd you say? It's twenty feet high. It's like thirty feet high, dude. That's so fucking high. Yeah, I've so I've seen one of those. Right. So it's us. It's the two of us, and we're okay. We can do some. You weren't you the first time you went up there? Would you climb a ladder? Yes, you did. So you climb a ladder, and you weren't like. Like, no, I've done these things before, but it's literally the two of us. We're okay. We can do like some front flips and he can do a back flip. So standard, but it's just us and all these Eastern European dudes who like are doing like quadruple front flips and they land on their stomach. They're doing like the modern belly flop. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but you're like insane. And the lifeguards are just constantly screaming at these guys. And then JP and I are just like, oh, we're getting shown up left and right, dude. This is that's that's tragedy. This is LA. Yeah, that's that's all. So that's so LA. It's so you know what? We have to film this and then we'll we'll get it back. I want to see. We have to. Sorry, being filmed. Oh no, no, I want to see footage. You know what? I posted some of my diving on Instagram once, and half the people were like, "Dang, dude, you're actually pretty good." And then other people were like, "You look." Awful doing that. No style. I'm also like, hands down the oldest dude there doing this. So it's like I just look like this like grumpy dude just flopping no, off impressed. 30 foot diving board. That's so ballsy. I'm fucking terrified. The Eastern European dudes yeah. are just I'm terrified. terrified. And I'm just like, oh, oh we're American, anyway. American authors, am I right? Yeah, uh, that's uh, <laughs> You guys are from Boston now. How do you? How much do you hate living in LA? Well, you guys had said you guys are in New York, right? But we were, we're in New York. We're all over. Yeah, we're trying to confuse you. Kind of all as really as possible, right? So who's from yes. Boston? Well, no. we, we met in we College met in Boston. of Boston. Okay, College. Where'd of Boston. you guys go? I'm from Worcester. Oh, nice. We went to Berkeley College of Music. Great school. Yep, Unbelievable. it was chill. Uh, Very chill. Then we dropped out of there. We moved to Brooklyn. That was cool. Lived there for a while, actually. Like. I think I made it seven years. You were like 10, I was like 11 oh, years. Wow. Yeah, and then... It's a lot for New York. Yeah, I moved to LA. Um, my family's all from Los Angeles, so that's kind of like a natural progression for me. And then these two, um, actually he's, he lives in LA now too, and then these two live in Nashville. 
Nash, 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 how much you hate when people call it Nash Vegas? I was about to do it. I was about to myself. do it too. Yeah. No, I don't really care either way. It's true. The it Broadway true. scene over there is it's insane. True. No, it's awesome. It's the best. Yeah. Um, so you guys just released your last album, um, the last winter. So it was like last February or March. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. Yeah. Um, how's it doing? What it, what's the tour life like right now? Um, reception. And what led you guys to Wish Fest 2023? Uh, well, you know, what led us here? Some airplanes, mm -hmm. some nice people. <laughs> Lots of that. And a really good cause. So, it's the best cause yeah, on Yeah, it's a great cause. I think that's the main thing that led us to I like to, to mess with a lot of guys we're interviewing because yeah. I, I just interview people nonstop. So I get kind of bored with it. And For I, sure, I get that. I like yeah. to make people as uncomfortable as they can be. So <laughs> yeah, I'm going to yeah. make you guys uncomfortable. What's your favorite sure. charity on earth? Oh, wow. Thanks you got, you got, you got to actually name one. Yeah, what do you got? Wish forever. Wish, wish forever. But yes, yes, that Close. that's the correct answer. That is yeah. the correct answer. Um, We've yeah. also done a lot of work with an organization called SoundMind. Okay. Uh, we're amazing. It's a mental mental health organization, and that one's really cool because not only do we, you know, partner with them and do mm -hmm. kind of shows like this, but I know for me, I personally do use that organization as well to help find me, great, great, mental yeah. health specialists and, and things that I personally need for my personal life. Mm -hmm. yeah. Love that. Okay. yeah, I love that. And uh, we're here to pay it forward. Thank you guys for yeah. coming oh, out. I, guys I have one, one more, one oh, more yeah. question. So I was hoping- We didn't even answer the last question yeah. about the album. Hold on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd love to yeah, plug the album. Plug the album for us a little bit. Yeah, well, okay. So we dropped our fourth studio album, mm -hmm. which is called Best Night of My Life. Yeah, yeah, skip. <laughs> so I, on my notes, I was, I was like, wait, best night of my life, and it was the best day of my life, and that's why I stopped right there. Right, well, the, way, the same yeah. way that you want to confuse people with interviews, we want to confuse people with music. <laughs> so, there but it was go. great. It was very well received. It was great. Yeah. You know, we were kind of going into it wanting to write the most American authors sounding album mm -hmm. that American authors have ever done, and it was great. We're that was like less than a year ago that we dropped that, and we are now finishing the mastering on our next Love album. Love it, nice. Which we're going to start releasing that January. So yeah. you guys have been a band for how long? Start, start till present. 15, almost 15 years. It's very impressive. 2007. Yeah, yeah you guys have been around the block yeah. for sure. But yeah. speaking of your sound, I was really curious if we were going to meet you guys and you were going to be like, because you have arguably the anthem of positivity it's true i would call it yeah it's like the most yeah I, I think it's the i call it the anthem of positivity uh, cool. it's tracked on i mean everything hundreds of you would say yeah. commercials shows uh, so what's the question <laughs> I, was, I was wondering if we were gonna meet you guys. And <laughs> <laughs> you weren't gonna fit that persona, but you're all like crazy nice dudes and upbeat. And I mean, you want to hear a story about uh, the anthem of positivity? And I want to ask if it ever drives you nuts. No. Really? No. No, we like it. All right. We like it. It, it changed our lives. Yeah. So, yeah. I'll be sure. Yeah, and yeah. we. I think it's a really cool thing that even though like, you know, we might change sounds or sonics or whatever from year to year or song to song, it's really cool that we like to keep a message of hope within our lyrics. Mm -hmm. So when you do listen to like track seven on an American author's album, we hope that still the audience can find a message of hope or positivity or something to help you through the day in all of our songs, not just best day and whatever. But 
I like that you say when God was giving them, I was curious if you guys were going to be positive or whatnot. When we first wrote Believer of Best Day, which were the, they were kind of like our first two official songs of American Authors, we really wanted to be Coldplay. I think we still really want to be Coldplay. <laughs> I mean, like, if we could just write like Yellow and The Scientist <laughs> all day, I think that'd be a dream come true. You wouldn't be here right now, though. <laughs> well, that's true. You're right. That would be true. Yeah. But, you know, so, so we were showing, we would go into the studio and we would show our producer songs that we were working on. And he would always be like, oh my gosh, guys, these are all so slow and sad. Because we want to be Coldplay. It's like, can't you just write something happy? And I go, you want a happy song? Here you go. Check this out. And on the spot, I just play the riff of Believer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, hey, that's actually kind of cool. Like, play like, that again. And I go, all right. Believer, the thing. He goes, Did you just say I'm a believer? And I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, Let's roll with that. Nice. So, you gotta also keep in mind that during that time, we were, that was like right after Sandy Hook. That was like right after yeah. the, the first real, like, young school shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world was just shocked. And we were just like in the studio, very disheartened. So, I think these songs of positivity of the first record came out of this dark spot. And there's gotta be a lot of people that. You know, attribute music like yours and, and others to help them get through those times, you know, times like this. Exactly. So, yeah. I think that's what kind of made it be so much easier for us mm-hmm. to tap into what's really positive about life. And I think that's what keeps us going, too. We're not, like, always super stoked and positive all the time, but, you know, it's like we're yeah, it's human nature. But, yeah. But that's a great story, though. It's like Johnny Cash and, and Walk, and walk. I was going to say Walk Hard, that's Dewey Cox, uh, Walk the <laughs> Yeah, for sure. He, he was, you know, just playing some slow gospel, and then he's like, "No, I've heard this before." Man. Right, right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, you know? bones are there. Uh, we can wrap it up there, I guess. Uh, I'm very, very excited to see your guys set tonight. I'll be a first timer personally, but um, oh, Wish Fest 2023. You awesome. guys are gonna want to come back every year. It's it's an insanely fun time, incredible cool. cause, and uh, thank you guys for, for being sure. part of this. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for doing this. Yeah, thank you guys. All right, so that was American Authors. Go see them on tour, listen to all their music. Shouts out to Wishfest once again. That's probably the last interview we're going to have from that show. Uh, but I'm sure we'll be back with them next year. I think we're going to do a lot of shows next year. I think we're going to have a lot of in-person stuff. We'll get into that later. But uh, let's do On List, On List, and get out of here. Uh, Kenny, you want to start off with your luscious blonde hair? What blonde hair? <laughs> yeah. uh, no, you know what? I was uh, I was ill prepared, but now that we were talking about it earlier, fucking on my list is Crocs all day, every day. I wish I had more Crocs and different types of Crocs. I have one, and I run them in two wheel drive. Uh, yeah. I love them lots. My kids have Crocs. My wife has Crocs. I bought my mom and her husband Crocs. My dad's I, next. I've never worn them. Never worn a pair You're of Crocs. Now, dude, it's like walking on pillows of come of God's come. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but the Amazon cart right now, dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're great. They're, we we love a croc. We love God's come, uh, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I follow that. I don't either. I'll go with off my list. I, I do actually need a pair of like house shoes, like Crocs. And I, I think I've said this before. Shopping online is off my fucking list. I hate I it. I just want to go into a store and like say, do they fit? Yes. Or do they look nice? I'll buy them. I yes. wish I was as good as my wife is at online shopping. She's the best. There's nobody better, you know? And I'm like, because <laughs> I wish I could be bored. And she like, goes up to my house every day. Every, I get every day, dude. Every when I'm day. bored on the couch and I'm on my phone, like social is like the only thing I can think of. She's like got 900 tabs with different carts. And I found this blanket, and these shoes and this fucking dresser. <laughs> Crazy. I can't Thank do goodness online. for it though, because like 
some of that stuff, particularly with kids, like I'm glad I didn't have to research and figure Dude, out she's, what yeah, to get. Yeah, wife is all dialed in on the kids. I have no clue. Uh, my own list is Christmas. I'm actually, dude, I know that you guys don't care about this kind of stuff. I'm excited. It's my son's first Christmas. I got Christmas lights everywhere. I love a Christmas. Dude, wait, you, why do you think we're such haters? I like Christmas too. It's great. Especially with the kids. I know why. I know why. Can I tell you why? Because off my list is Christmas music. That's what it is. We've had this conversation before. You hate Christmas music. I don't need it. Like I said, if Johnny was right about like if Thanksgiving food is so good, why do you eat it once a year? Well, if Christmas music is so awesome, why does it happen once a year? I don't need it. He's not wrong. I like it. I like Christmas. But you, I know what you guys are going to say. Oh, you do, straight. You you know, you would like Christmas music, you pussy, whatever. No, I like Christmas music. I do. What's your favorite Christmas song? uh, The Christmas song. The Mac and Cole, song. yeah, chestnuts roasting on an that open song, fire. I love that song, sucks, dude. That song's so outdated. It's what? Wrong. It should be canceled anyway. No, the only song that should be canceled is uh, "Baby, It's Cold Outside" because I'm pretty sure it's about date rape. <laughs> it is. It says, "What you put in my drink?" <laughs> huh? That's. It is. That is the story of a dude at the bar being like, "Yo, you're coming back," and she's like, "No," and he's like, "Seriously though, it's pretty fucking cold outside." She's like, "I'm good, thank you," and then he's like. Come on, seriously. Like, what are we doing here? And she's like, oh my God, this guy won't stop. He's like, come on. I have to go listen to that again. But I, that, I mean, look, that doesn't not make sense because you go watch some of this shit from the 40s where it's just like totally fucking crazy shit they were doing back you then. You ever seen uh, the Family Guy thing where it's like, uh, you're almost as creepy as James Bond? And it's like, it's like a cutaway to like uh, oh, yeah. Connery James Bond. He's like, have sex with me. And she's like, no. And he's like, do it and she's like no he's like do it and she's like fine he's like see gentlemen 49 no's and one yeah. yes is still yes, yes. <laughs> we don't condone that we don't condone that at all that's wrong <laughs> chivalry uh kenny anything off your or you said christmas music off your list johnny you have anything on your list um i'm gonna say ableton live i shat on it for a long time but i i got i got it now i've been messing around with it and it really does serve its purpose for like the creation part of mm. working on particularly like pop or edm type stuff it's just it, it's a different way of working in loops and it does change the way you work and it kind of lends itself to that joey, Johnny, can do you, you- joey do you remember like 25 years ago when i told you to get rid of digital performer and get ableton do you remember? i would never have done that trade because as a doll it's not usable but no, but, as a playback rig and a live support system yeah yeah nothing yeah. better and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah, wow yeah. Look at the things it can do. Can you guys explain to me as a layman who I write songs, I don't do any producing. Like, what is Ableton and why is it so controversial in a way? I feel like people either so love imagine it or they hate like it. you've you've fucked around with like a looper pedal, right? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Imagine that on like the best steroids you've ever heard of. It's like the most amazing looping pedal that's infinitely complex and customizable so that you can create music that's loop based, but is not just like, Oh, I'm stuck in a four bar loop. You can have four bar loops going against 13 bar loops and you can just create all these intricate things and trigger them all. Like particularly if you get the hardware that goes with it, to be able to trigger things that it just really does lend itself to like dance music because the most well MIDI mapped application. Well, so yeah. do you use it in concert with, like a pro tools or are they is it its own you said it's not a it doll. has its own doll aspect but it uh, in my opinion it doesn't compare to like you pro tools record, or a cubase rec- yeah you can record in it you can mix in it and a lot of people do 
I know Skrillex still uses Ableton, all that kind of shit. But really, it was, I mean, it's called Ableton Live. That's what it's called. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's kind of designed for that, like, performance thing. But, um, and for that thing, it's, there's second. Where does it stack up against GarageBand? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> GarageBand is right behind FL Studio. Yo, I'm about to hit on the Fruity Loops and just start chopping off, dude. But we're going to make it out the hood. <laughs> oh, man, my off the list is Dave and Dante. This is, they've been up on They're list. fucking chalked. They're fired. Dude, dude I'm out of here. I'm fighting somebody. They're fucking out of here. I'm fighting somebody. Funny it's thing is, they did the interview this week. Like, <laughs> At least they're on the interview. This is the worst part, though, is that me and Dante will have full-blown conversations about what we're going to do on the podcast, what time it is. And then we show up and he's not here. I know. That's the funny thing is that he's always a part of the scheduling conversation. Yeah. <laughs> or it'll be like, it'll be like him just texting me on the side being like, yo, we got to do this. We got to do this. We got to do this. And then I'll set everything up. And then he's not there. He's like, it's got to be between two and 4 PM because I'm flying into the East coast. And this is that. We're like, all right, cool. 3 PM. Or, or it'll be like, <laughs> he'll be like, why don't you see, see me on things? Like, why are you having right. conversations with that? As, as someone who's watched a lot of shows about billionaires, you got to understand a guy like Dante, who's probably a billionaire by this point. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got he's got big, bigger fish to fry. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Right. <laughs> he doesn't. What do you mean? He owns 12 restaurants. And he'd rather be here, I think. Uh, yeah, but regardless. Dollars. Yeah. Fucking, all right, let's just wrap this up. Let's get out of here. Uh, David Dante, go pound sand. Yeah, good way. All right, friends. All right, well, thanks, American Authors. <laughs> you make an interesting week to be on. Uh, and we'll see you guys next week. Go fuck yourselves. Hey, bye.